Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Angela leads Tent City against City Hall. Carrie chucks up the deuces to Bobby and City Hall. And McGann's situation, boy, it hits a fever pitch. Come on back. Let's talk about it. This is the Pearson After Show. Let's go! You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey, what's up, everyone? I see you guys out there in internet land. Uh, for those of you who are watching me via live stream, you can notice I'm uh, I'm holding it down solo today. It's all good, you know. Um, uh, that's the way uh, that's the way it goes. Sometimes people got stuff to do, so I'm gonna be here going over the after show with you, um, and we got some good stuff to talk about. So let's just get right into it. Um, but before I do that, let me give you just my overall thoughts. I would throw it over to Jackie, but uh, like I said, she is not here, so I'm gonna throw it back to myself. Um, so overall thoughts on tonight's uh, to uh, actually. I got to back up. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me tell you, we're talking Pearson, Season 1, Episode 9, The Rival. Very real episode tonight. Um, things are coming to a climate. This is second to last uh, episode before the season finale next week. So my overall thoughts on tonight's episode, very real. Like I said, things got, um, we're talking McGann. The McGann situation, like I said, getting uh, taking it up a notch, feeling the heat. You know, I was like, okay, here we go. It's about to it's about to get real. Um, the whole Carrie situation, very interesting. I'm going to get into that uh, as part of my uh, as we start talking about the show. Um, kind of showing some spine tonight, Carrie. I was uh, I, I was liking that. I thought uh, I thought Bobby was going to maybe try to pull her back in, but uh, she seemed to show a little gumption tonight. So. And really, the main um, my thoughts about Angela, just all, like always, Angela starting the revolution. You know, she's the one. <laughs> she's uh, she's she's repping the people in the streets. So, which is a good thing. But um, sometimes she toes that line in terms of uh, I think you might be doing too much. Which I think she had kind of a little um, uh, epiphany tonight that you know after a discussion with Jessica in terms of how. Um, how things should go, how she should deal with this whole the whole tent city situation, whole um, apartment situation. So we'll get into all that. So first thing I want to talk about is the um, well, actually, I want to talk about uh, the I want us to lead off with Carrie uh, chucking up the deuces to City Hall. Um, I really want to start with that opening scene, though. What did you guys think about that opening scene where Bobby's talking to Stephanie? And she's basically just calling him out. Um, tells him about uh, she went to uh, L.A., finds out about Carrie's real feelings for Bobby. One thing that caught my attention, she was surprisingly calm when she was talking to Bobby about the whole situation. I know a lot of females out there, and you guys can chime in, that would not have had just the very calm tone in her voice and having a true discussion with her husband about his infidelity. Um she was very just kind of matter of fact stated the 
stated the fact what was going on and was really seemed to be more concerned about how this was affecting Bobby um, and his career and everything that they had, well, not really Bobby, I guess more of what they had built together, which was very interesting. Um, even last week, she wasn't really mad when she was confronting Carrie. She, was, she wasn't really mad. I guess it was like disappointed. Um, I'm sure she was fuming inside, but at least from what she showed, I'm like, man, Stephanie, you are a better woman than than and than most, <laughs> because I know a lot of people would have let that situation go sideways quickly, and she did not. She had a frank discussion, although she did keep it real with Bobby. It's not like she was just laying down and, oh, this is you know, um, how is this going to affect everything we built and and all this stuff and like letting him off the hook. Um, she did. She was very kind of uh direct with him and letting him know that it wasn't okay you know even being a little sarcastic in the instance where she said anybody else i need to know about i was like "Ooh, stephanie twisting that knife right in the bizack of uh of bobby um but she like i said she she seems like a rider too like i have some stuff on the line and it's interesting how when you deal with people in it seems like people in power people with money how certain things just then i feel I don't want to say normal people, but maybe people with not as much money or not in that status, what they let slide uh, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to just kind of like everyday living. And I feel I feel like this was a perfect example of that. Just her being like, look, let's not, you know, is there anybody else I need to know about? Let's not let this interfere with what we built. That was really what she was concerned about. So because um, I know if that had uh if that had been my wife, mayor or not, I would have been on the streets that night, maybe calling some of you guys like, can I can I sleep? You guys got a sleeping bag I can I can chill at because this is not going to go well for your boy. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that that was actually very that was very, uh, very telling. So and I, I kind of wanted to see how that was going to play going forward when Bobby eventually met up uh, with Carrie about how that relationship was going to which which direction that was going to go. And eventually, we see Bobby catches uh, catches Carrie in the office, asks her, "Have you been avoiding me?" And she says, "Oh, I've been busy. I've been trying to, you know, do stuff, get things done." And she basically, it's almost like Bobby didn't care. He uh, he seemed to. Uh, what did he say? When he was talking to her, oh, and now everything is out in the open. So, like, it was okay. Like, good. Like, everybody knows. Like, we can just keep on going with what it was. And it was like, dude, are you serious? Do you know what's going on? Like, your wife just called you out? Like, that just went right over your head. Or either he's just so up in the clouds or doesn't care about what she thinks where he's like, cool. Like, we kind of got that out the way. Now we can move on. And, you know, Carrie kind of gave him the look and kind of drops a bomb on him. Like, look, I'm going to be quitting or I want to, you know, leave uh, leave City Hall. And but that scene was very interesting, if you guys remember, because they both tried to play the hard role. I don't know if you noticed that where she was kind of like, look, I don't care. Um, this is you know, this is not going to happen. He's like, you know, I don't see what the problem is. Like, why? You know, um, oh, you're going to leave like that. OK, fine. And I was like really this and then the, the the little assistant came in like she was disturbing things and they just kind of left it out there at, at that you know she kind of went and did carrie took the paper did what she had to do um and seemed just kind of like they, uh, the mayor walked out and that was that i was like i know that that can't be the end of that both of them trying to save face in front of each other um 
so that was like I said, that was I, w- I was like, no, this is going to come full circle around again. So come to find out, Carrie goes eventually goes to her dad. Um, or we see actually, I should say back up. Carrie, you know, continues to uh, she talks with some of her private sector friends. Um, looks like she has an offer coming from uh, a, a law firm to be a partner and seems like she's kind of figured things out. And then she eventually she has that moment where she goes to her goes to her dad to kind of seek a little guidance. Isn't it always funny how the parents always seem to know what's going on? I, not just in TV, even in real life. It's just one of those things. The parental antennas go up and they always know when something's wrong with their kids, when you're not telling the truth or anything like that. So dad knew all along that uh, it had to do when she came and was talking about uh, I have a new job and I want to do this that it was a bit regarding the relationship at work now he didn't know he doesn't know who it is but he was basically saying why don't you stand your ground why does why do you have to leave um, obviously he doesn't know it's the mayor so and I you know what actually just the way her dad seems kind of like a rider himself I, I feel like even if she said it was the mayor he would have been like so have he needs to step down maybe you need to be the mayor like he just seemed like that dad just just ride for his daughter which he should so shout out to carrie's dad uh for for doing that um and then there's the situation where they um carrie and bobby towards the end they end up meeting up like out of the elevator and bobby throws that shoots that one last shot at her just one last shot he's like you know what don't go don't go you know, why are you doing this? And I was looking and I was like, Carrie, if you go back to this man right now, I'm about to throw my computer into this TV screen, woman. Come on, you know. And he was, he was, but he was playing that card. Uh, like, don't leave me, don't go. She takes the steps, drops the L bomb. I love you. And then followed it up with, did you hear me? Like, the mayor just said, I love you. Did you hear me? Yes, homie, I heard you. And she turned around and just said, look, I need to, you know, I need to get away. When is this going to ever stop? You're not going to leave your kids. You're not going to leave your wife, your sick wife. So if you really love me, you would let me go. Wow. When she said that, I was like, "Woo, that's my girl right there. Carrie dropping it on him. And I think right there, the mayor was like, okay. Okay, she's for real this time. <laughs> she is for real. So she ended up walking out on that. It looks like she's going to uh, be leaving City Hall, probably get her, uh, like I said, a, a private sector job. I don't think this will be the last we see of Carrie. I think they will definitely be intertwined in in some way because later on at her house, just as everything, she seems to be wrapping up everything. Who's a shows up? The other D'Amato, Nick. And he shows up in a frantic state, and you already knew, like, oh, man, what did this dude do? Because he was sweating, just being all nervous. I would have been like, dude, are you showing up in my house at night all just talking about, oh, it needs to be you. I need to talk to you. Like, come on, dude. Like, I'm going to need you to step away. So it's kind of roping her back in. So that's why I said, Carrie's not gone for too long. Maybe this might be her one one last thing that she does before she leaves. I hope it does not end up costing her anything like her life um but we shall see and i'll get more into predictions with uh uh, with nick a little later but so that's kind of the carry front and thought uh like i said i was glad to see her finally stand up 
get out of the Bobby situation. And uh, I think as she moves over, because she does have connections still at City Hall, she's going to be a very vital part of uh, moving forward with the show. Um, before I move on to the second topic, though, guys, I appreciate here at the network. Let me let me tell you something real quick here at the network. We appreciate you guys because we know without you guys, I mean, we don't have any after shows. I'm just here talking. Who knows? I might be talking to no one who <laughs> right now. I'm hoping someone's watching, even if you're across the world somewhere. That's the beauty of the Internet. You could be anywhere watching this show. So before I go on, just want to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk and thanking uh thank you guys for helping us to continue to grow and of course we can always use your help so if you're on youtube right now hit that thumbs up button and subscribe and if you're on itunes please give us the five star rating but no matter where you are i don't care u.s europe south america africa asia wherever you are leave us a comment so you can get involved in the conversation because being a part of after buzz tv has been so much to all of us here i thoroughly enjoy it I thoroughly enjoy bringing these shows and talking to you guys, seeing the comments that you leave, and we just appreciate you supporting us and doing doing what we love. So don't forget to tell your friends and keep enjoying those shows, okay? Again, I appreciate that. Thank you, J-Lo in the booth, putting it down. <laughs> um, so the second topic I want to move into, which is really the meat of tonight's episode, was Angela. Angela, I like to call her the mayor of Tent City. Because she took it to the streets, literally. A lot of people talk about, I'm from the streets, I'm going to take it to the streets. But she literally took it to the streets. Last episode, she moved out her, not only her, took her kids, took her mom. They moved out and uh, set up uh, set up a tent outside of uh, City Hall. And they were like, we, we've tired, we're tired of it, Mayor. You knocked down our buildings. I got something to say. So she just got everybody together. And went out on the streets. Now, I don't know if I had been in Chicago, if I could have followed that suit. I would have been down for the cause, but I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be living on no streets, especially if I had some family who was going to be taking me in. Now, I might have made a visit down, like, during the day with the people, got me maybe a water bottle and did some marching and, you know, bullhorn stuff and, and chanting. But I do not know if I could sleep on the streets. So, um I give it up to give it up to Angela because she has that cause that she really believes in Uh, going to the hospital, taking the food uh, every night. You know, that's I mean, those are uh, those are special people, man, uh, who do that in in real life on the show and in real life. I know there's people out there who do that. So shout out to them. Uh, But in terms of the show, um, again, we get that Angela that just it's how do I put it? It's very good that she's. Her personality can work for her, and it works against her. Like, she's very, like I said, wanting to start the revolution and dogmatic in what she believes. But sometimes that that really can hold her back in terms of, I think, just seeing the big picture of how to get things done. In this case, one of the first things she told Lillian at the beginning of the episode was, I don't want, or Lillian asked for her phone to call, to make a phone call. And she's like, Mom, don't call Jessica. I don't want her coming down here rescuing us. So, I mean, at a point, I understand she's trying to go for her, do her cause. Um, but I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me if you have someone, like I said, especially family, who that's that's the point of family. You, you, you fall on hard times, and family's supposed to step up and take care of you. And that's exactly what Jessica was doing. 
but she just always wants to just play the hard head role and be like, I got to do all this stuff by my help and by, by myself. And she doesn't want to accept help. Although she dips in and out of that, because obviously she did go and live with Jessica for a little bit, and she has accepted Jessica's help, and even in this episode she accepts her help. But she just falls in and out. Sometimes you just think at the wrong time. Like, I feel you, girl, but this is not the time to be doing this. Um, so, like I said, she says she doesn't want Jessica to rescue her. Um, of course, Aunt Lillian, who is down for Jessica, I think really my Aunt Lillian wanted to stay in that nice apartment of Jessica's. She ends up meeting with Jessica, telling her the situation. Hey, we're on the streets. We, I know we moved out in the middle of the night. Interesting scene in that diner was because I think Aunt Lillian sees a little bit of herself in Jessica. I mean, in Angela, because she started talking about uh, back when uh, she and her husband were in the civil rights movement uh, down in Alabama and and getting hoses turned on them and stuff and she got emotional so I think she sees this little bit of a uh, stance that Angela's taking like hey I did that too and she was a writer because she was like look those you know uh, Jessica was like hey the kids what about her sons they shouldn't be living on the street she was like we weren't any older than that we were getting hoses on us so <laughs> I was looking like Lillian is like these boys better man up they ain't, ain't experienced nothing they just out here living in some tents they ain't got no dogs coming on them or anything like that so what's a little you know so it's not comfortable on the streets sleeping on concrete you know it's all good so uh, i give it up for lily i was like man she's a writer that's the one thing you don't want to talk to like oh black people about struggle you know when you have it hard that's the worst thing you could say be like man like i'm so tired be like let me tell you about being tired you're like okay you know what before this gets Way off topic. Talk about the the twenty mile hike and how they what they didn't have. You're like, you know what? That's right. I'm just even though I know I'm tired, I'm just not going to say anything. So, um, so yeah. So Lillian, despite I think she sometimes questions uh, Angela's ways, she still was she she defends her daughter. So I can't get mad at her for that. Um, but then moving back up into City Hall and dealing with things. Derek finds out that uh, the Icarus project has been given to McGann, and he ends up relaying that to uh, Jessica because she didn't know. And so she has to go on this whole um, crusade on trying to get the people to basically, uh, you know, figure out how can. How can the mayor avoid this bad press of these people on the on the um, on the streets in front of City Hall? But then also take care of the people who are out there. Actually, give them a solution to trying to trying to help them. So she's always just—I mean, she's just the fixer. So um, she goes and confronts again. Has works with Derek. Um, they have a little situation where Derek's like, "Man, I'm tired of people not telling me stuff. You, the mayor's not telling me stuff. You don't tell me stuff." I don't know what's going on. He's just trying to do his job. Sometimes I feel for Derek. Derek, I feel for you because you're just out there trying to do your job. People don't tell you stuff or they put you in the worst situations and just say, like, yeah, go handle this. Make it go away. And he's like, man, I didn't even ask for this. But he does it. And he did get a little chippy tonight with both both Jessica and Bobby, which I was like, that's right, Derek. Stand up. He was like, I'm tired of this, Mayor. Which side are you on all this stuff? I was like, yeah, Derek, I feel you on that. And then even with Jessica, he did the same thing. I guess he was like, man. Y'all ain't going to do this to me. But he ended up working with them and, and getting things done. He's a good dude. Smart dude. 
Appreciate you, Eli, putting it down in that Derek character. Um, so Derek, uh, like I said, uh, um, let's see, Angela. Oh, so yeah. So Jessica goes and confronts um, confronts McGann at uh, at the little local bowling alley about what's going on. How he's had torn down the um, torn down the buildings wasn't really going to help the people. She said she she confesses to him that he knows she knows about Tommy Deal. Kind of catches him off guard a little bit. And Jessica always got that information on folks. You know, she gonna pull it out on, on people too. So um, she continues to go and she actually goes to Carrie. And what normally is a, uh, usually a, a uh, what, is, what is it, strife? There's a little strife in their relationship. Kind of goes back and forth. And you didn't know if Carrie was gonna 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 help out, but I think because she was in this transition, she was like, you know what, Jessica, why not? I'll go in, help you out on this. I've worked on this case. I know these people. Let's get this deal done. Helps Jessica write up this deal. Airtight. Jessica's feeling good. Let me go slip this to Angela. Here's the best deal you're gonna get. Even Angela's like, after a little talking to, hey, you know what? This is the best deal we're gonna get. Enter our boy Carlos Salazar. Comes in. And tells Angela, this is an insult. This this offers an insult to the people, to you, and let me take over. And she's kind of like, what? You know, I, I kind of knew. I was like, either he's, when I first saw Carlos, I was like, man, I don't know if he's from the other side or he's like a plant or he just seemed too aggressive just to come in and walk into someone like, hey, let me take over and handle this. So he comes in, tells the, uh, tells the mayor and the city, gets on TVs and says, hey, this is an insult to the people. We're not going to handle. We're not going to take this. So it's just like Jessica was. I know was probably like this dude right here. Like what is going on? She goes over, has her meeting with him once again in true Jessica style. Comes up with the offer and basically tells him like you not going to show up to the city council meeting. He thought he was all smart. Going to go tell Jessica. Well, are you here to do this? I know you're here to do this and this, and you're probably going to do this. And she's like, No, I'm here to tell you to be the friend of the mayor. He'll probably endorse you at the end, and then you'll have your chance to to be mayor instead of trying to run against him. So people always think they have Jessica figured out. She's just so good at coming in, like either the back door away or that just that slick talk and and getting people. You know, at, I mean, at the point she was like, "And you won't you won't show up at the city council meeting tonight." I was like, "Jessica, come on, woman, do your thing." Hey. So again, you think she's got it all wrapped up, but as a result. She goes and tells, and she goes back to her cousin and is like, hey, I, I had to do what I had to do. Angela gets amped up again, and she goes in and gives an empowered speech and gets the people all riled up in front of the mayor. And I know, again, Jessica was probably like, I can't believe my cousin is doing this to me. I'm, I can, can somebody just work with me, please? I'm just trying to get stuff done. I just want to have a nice day in my office where I'm not running around putting out 800 fires. But I guess that's what she was brought in to do. So, um... City council gets riled up. She gives the empowered speech and look like based on um, episodes for next week that it looked like there was police presence. Maybe things get a little tense, a little, little physical, a little violence. I don't know. Got to wait to see. I know it's going to probably come to a head and uh, things are going to go down. Things are going to go down in a real way. So... So that's that on City Hall. So I'm real interested to see how that's going to play out. Um, and the final thing I wanted to to discuss is the whole McGann situation. Now, this dude, we know, he is just 
just the little just the creep in the corner, man. Just always just popping out at the wrong time, having things on people, acting like he cares, talking to Nikki. Oh, you know, he was a Tommy Deal. The world's a better place without him. You did a good thing. No one's thinking about him except you. He could probably care less about Nick. He's like, I'm trying to save my own self because Nick has just gone off the deep end. Okay, so first... He gets, obviously, he gets, um, because of the, um, what the mayor has, I mean, working with McGann, he says he wants the Icarus deal. Mayor says he gets the Icarus deal uh, because of the information that he has on the mayor. Um, and then after Jessica, like I said before, spills the beans on knowing about what happened to Tommy Deal. He goes looking for Nick. Now, when they have their little meeting in the warehouse somewhere, I'm like, first of all, Nick is just, man, no one, <laughs> no one's seen this dude. He, he done pulled his car off to the road. He's in an empty warehouse. I'm like, oh, I really thought last last episode, I was like, this dude's got a gun. He's in the, the car by himself. I hope he doesn't off his own self. And I think he, he's kind of in that state of mind. I mean, that conversation he had with McGann was just... Like, hey, what if we both go? And I, right then and there, I would have been like, you know what? Uh, you need to step outside because that is not a cool thought to be having. I did not come here to die. Uh, but to McGann's credit, he was actually super cool. You know, I mean, he just really came back with that slick talk. You know, you don't want to do this. Tommy Deal's the one really good at averting, direct, uh, redirecting uh, the blame or what, where the focus should be. Uh, I still thought Nick was going to take him out or something. Maybe the screen was going to go black and we'd hear a gunshot. But apparently uh, nothing, you know, well, actually, we don't know. Because after that scene, um, the next time we see Nick is he's talking suicidal. And, I mean, in front of, uh, he's talking to Carrie, talking about he wants to confess that he's killed someone. So I was like, what? And last time he said he wanted to kill someone when he was in confession and in the confessional with the with the father, it ended up being Tommy Deal. I thought he was talking about black dude from the pictures. So, you know, it, I, this one I was just like, oh man, like is he talking about Tommy Deal? Is he talking about he killed McGann? I don't know. Which is leading up to this final final episode next week. So I am super excited for that. I know you guys probably are too to see how are they going to wrap all this. I mean, I feel. In order to make it real climactic, something's going to have to go down. Somebody's going to have to go down. And Nick is going to be, well, I feel like he's already at the center of that. He's already killed one person. Did he kill someone else? Did he kill McGann? I don't know if he's going to have to go down and, you know, some other people are involved in these crooked politics that maybe he might just start talking. Maybe someone might try to come after, you know, if McGann's not dead, maybe he's going to come after Nick. I don't know. It's about to get real, real, though, people. I know you guys are ready. I'm ready. I wish they could show. I'm ready to go right now. If they could send, if I could watch the uh, the season finale right now, I would do that. But I'm not. We all going to wait, and we going to watch it next week. So that's kind of the wrap-up for this week. I mean, I definitely would love to hear your guys' comments, what you guys thought, um, like I said, about all those situations. Oh, one last thing, real short thing um, that I wanted to touch on. Yoli and Derek. So kind of what I've been feeling for the last, well, I don't know, five episodes since they started working with each other. Yoli had, um, uh, I'm sorry, Jessica tells Yoli how uh, instrumental Derek was in helping getting her mom off. And so Yoli's kind of like, what? Like, okay, you know, goes and gets him a little gift. Catches Derek at a bad time because he's in the middle of dealing with some nonsense. And he's just like, I think even at one point he was like, can't I just have a bad day? 
comes back, kind of unloads on Yoli a little bit. To her credit, she doesn't really take it too bad. She's just like, okay, you're having a bad day. He's going off. Um, eventually, at the end of the episode, he comes back. He apologizes. She gives him the gift. And I knew, as soon as she gave him the gift, when he said, can I get a hug? He already knew. Derek, you knew what you were doing going in for the hug. You knew you were going to leave. He was like, let me just get close enough. And then if I can maybe hug her long enough. So they hug, kind of have that real theatrical pause, you know, after the hug, the close pause. They get the kid little, the, the little kiss in, little smoochy smooch. And then kind of have that awkward, like, oh, okay, like, laughing because we're at work uh, type thing. I'm so, I am I thought maybe, like, Jessica, someone was going to come around the corner and be like, what? You know, and see them. And they're like, oh, please don't tell anybody. But no, they didn't. But they know. They know what was going on. And is that going to lead to something more? They going to start dating? Who knows? Because you know things get real tricky when you start dating people in the workplace. Because all it takes is for someone to go get coffee and flash a smile at Derek. And next thing we know, Yoli's throwing brass knuckles on and letting her hair down. Like, let's go. And Derek's like, what's going on? All I did was go get some cream in my coffee. And she's like, that's the problem. So anyway, we'll see. But I just wanted to touch on that real quick because I I knew that was coming. I was like, they got to get together at some point. Like, more than just talking because they've been getting too close. And I knew it was coming, so I was right on that. I don't know when when I saw it. If you guys go back in the records, I don't know which episode it is. Let me know. Write that in the comments. Let me know what uh, what episode I predicted. I'm real good at this stuff, people. I'm real good at predicting things, okay? So I think I'm, I probably said it in episode one. I probably said it in episode zero in the trailer that we didn't even make. I said it in my head. I was like, this dude, Derek, is going to get it in with, with Yoli, and that's real. All right, so that's enough of that. Uh, let me get to real quick my uh, top three uh, quotable moments of the episode. First quotable moment is when Jessica and Derek were having their little, when he told her about the Icra situation, and he was like, I know exactly who you are. Don't say I'm a sellout, all this stuff. And she, he said, who do you think you are? No, I think I know who, now I know who you are. And she's like, that's right. I'm the biggest, baddest operator around, and be glad that I am. I was like, dang, Jessica, you do what you do, telling him. And she stared at him, walked right out the door. And Derek was probably like, man, this woman right here can't get enough of her. That's what I'm talking about. My second quote comes from Gangster Stephanie at the beginning when she was getting on Bobby. And she said, and I quote, do not expect me to be a prop on your apology tour. I was like, oh, right there. Get out. Bobby should have just packed it up and been like, you know what? You right. You right. She should have just been like, get your stuff and get to stepping. If I can quote some Martin Lawrence. And my last quote um, that I wanted to, uh, it was a little more on the heart, uh, the heartfelt side, was with uh, with Ste- with um, Carrie. Like I said, I mentioned it earlier when she's having her little situation with the with the mayor, with Bobby's trying to bring her back, tell her not to go. And she says, if you really love me, you would let me go. Because you always hear people say that, right? If you really love something, let it go. And if it comes back, it was meant to be. So she pulled that card on the mayor. And it's hard to come back from that, especially knowing they're already situation. Like, come on, mayor. Like, you know, you really doing bad things. If you begging a woman that you're not married to to stay <laughs> so we can continue to mess around, man, come on. Which leads me into my... Special segment, you are in contempt. Yes, sir, you are in contempt. This week, Bobby D'Amato, you're in contempt. I don't, you've probably been in contempt almost every week, Bobby D'Amato. Now, I'm getting tired of it. I would love to have next week you not be in contempt. 
But again, this week, trying to keep Carrie around, it's like, come on, dude, that's getting real desperate and thirsty, man. I mean, you got the you got the wife, you you just walking around bold. Just like, oh, well, it's out in the open. My wife thinks everybody at the at the whole city hall knows, so it's all good. Let's go ahead and get it in right now. No! Come on, Bobby! Come on, man! You can't be doing that kind of stuff. So because of that, you're in contempt. Uh, second in contempt moment is uh, McGann trying to still intimidate Jessica Pearson. Now, if he does not stop it when they were in the bowling alley... And she was telling him, I know about, you know, deal. And he was saying, you still trying to do this X, Y, and Z. He's got his little bodyguards around. Jessica Pearson is not scared of you. Pat McGann, you better go sit down somewhere. Trying to threaten some Jessica Pearson. She will burn up that whole bowling alley with you in it. That's real. Think I'm playing. Do something else. (laughs) And then lastly, uh, the last in contempt was Carlos Salazar. First of all, this dude going in taking advantage of Angela, getting in the situation. When Angela goes to the office, I think the first thing he said, like, what are you going to say? I'm gay because I don't say anything about it. Whoa! Why is that? Why did you throw that out there? Nobody even asked about it. He was just like, I'm going to try and beat you to the punch about things. When people start telling on themselves about stuff, you already know they in the wrong. They just start offering up information like nobody even asked. Like, what? I didn't even know. I, I don't care about that. So, you know. Um, so, yeah, Carlos Salazar, you get it, too. This is the first time you're in it. I don't know if you're in the uh, episode 10, but you need to, you know, buck up, son. Um, so that's it for you're in contempt. I don't have any news tonight, so I'm gonna go straight into predictions. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Boom. My biggest prediction is what is going on with Nick. Did Nick kill McGann? Did he? Is he gonna? Uh, we know he killed Deal, but is he gonna confess about Deal or is he gonna confess? Did he kill McGann? I don't know. I know it's going to get real, and because of that, like I said, is McGann going to try to track him down because of what Nick knows and maybe try to take him out? It's about to get real, y'all. It is about to get super real. So that's why I'm so excited for next week. I know you guys are too. Let's let's just get it on. I mean, can we just start the finale like tomorrow and we all just come back? Well, it's not coming on tomorrow. We got to come back next week. Um, But it's going to be a good one, y'all. It is going to be a good one. So on that note, this is your host, your boy, Tanir Williams. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. At Tanir W. That's at T-E-N-E-R-E-W. Love to hear your comments. Like I said, don't forget to visit our YouTube page. Leave us your thoughts, what you think is going to happen. And again, you guys have a blessed week. I will see you again back next week. Same back time, same back channel. Hopefully Jackie's here with me and we can finish this thing out. Okay? You guys have a great week. Take care. Peace. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.